We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app it's a mission born of controversy and every move has raised eyebrows but the city of chicago is taking a major step forward in the effort to rethink what kind of people and things deserve monuments in the city and what do you do with the existing ones that don't measure up We'll talk about it with people who will be leading what could be some very tough conversations. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. My guests are the co-chairs of the advisory committee guiding what's called the Chicago Monument Project. And what is that? It's the effort by the Lori Lightfoot administration to, in their words, grapple with the history associated with the city's various municipal art collections and address the hard truths about Chicago's racial history. To oversimplify the issue, and I stress that, it's asking whether some of the monuments on display around the city should be there. Joining me are three people much better qualified to discuss the mission of the Monuments Project and where it's going from here. Mark Kelly is commissioner of DCASE, the Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events. It's the lead city agency in the endeavor. Bonnie McDonald is the president and CEO of Landmarks Illinois, the group dedicated to preserving and reusing older historic buildings across the state. And Jennifer Scott is the former director and chief curator of the Jane Addams Hull House Museum. She's an anthropologist and public historian. We continue to be socially distant, and this discussion is taking place via Zoom conferencing. Thank you to all three of you, and welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Commissioner Kelly, even launching this project was a task. You had to figure out just how much public art Chicago has when it comes to monuments, memorials, and such. So basically, what did you find? Well, the city has uh, a vast public art collection, one one of the greatest uh, public art collections uh, in the world. we, we have well over 500 uh, public art uh, sculptures and monuments and pieces of art uh, throughout the city. It's, it's under the jurisdiction of both the city, the, the Chicago Park District, the Chicago Public School System. So this is the, the first ever uh, a citywide effort to understand what is in our portfolio and then to make sense of that portfolio and new work going forward. So now, Bonnie McDonald, uh, how does a group go about classifying or, or grouping or ranking the historical context of such varied works of art? Uh, thanks, Craig. You know, our advisory committee spent a number of months just reviewing the public art collection that Mark just talked about and delving into the, uh, the iconography, the um, who commissioned those works, uh, as well as um, the 
the sculptors of those works to understand what we had. And then through that process to begin to identify some of the messages that were coming through from these works of art and what they say about us in public space. So with regard to the groupings, um, it's, it's important to note in the, you know, on the website that we have at chicagomonumentsproject.org um, that we identify some of the reasons that we have brought these monuments forward for public dialogue. And I think it's very important to note that we have uh, many perspectives on these works of art and that we're trying to engage the public in that conversation. And uh, Jennifer Scott, I want to uh, uh, ask you about that. Uh, uh, I mean, art can be uplifting. Uh, it can also be educational. Uh, so how do you decide which objects uh, that were created merit further discussion? Well, it's very complex, which is why we are making the public engagement part of this process central because we want to learn as much as we can, uh, not just what we think about it as an advisory committee, but what the public thinks about the existing monuments and how they think about memorializing in general. We just don't know yet. This is the first time this conversation has happened. And so people feel different ways about art. Um, one of the reasons why we have such a diverse committee is because we want all those different perspectives to give context to begin that conversation about the different um, ideas and feelings and beliefs and knowledge sets that people bring to those artworks. But we also want to keep opening it up to the public uh, to find out what they think. And so we're really excited about that stage of the process that we're in now. Commissioner Kelly, I how much conflict was there on that advisory committee? Because as, as you, you know, as Jennifer said, it, it was a very diverse committee. Or, or, and so how did you get through those meetings? Well, I think we got through them because we agreed on common principles and that we were going to respect each other, that, 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 this, that we were far from making any decisions or recommendations, but rather you will sort of pack finding, understanding what's in that portfolio. Um, many of the works have been identified well before the formation of this committee as, as controversial or problematic. Um, and, um, you know, we, we, of course we, we have re recommendations in front of us, but um, that's why this public dialogue is so important that it's not just 31 individuals coming together but it's 31 individuals engaging the public. I, I, I wanna make it clear, because some, some of the comments in the public suggest we've already made decisions. All we've done is put forward monuments that, that deserve further discussion in the city. And, and what, what will be the outcome of that depends on, on, on that discussion. There's, there's been no decision to remove anything at this point. But the process of even selecting from among the, what, 400 or so uh, existing monuments and plaques and everything, that these uh, are uh, worthy of more discussion, in some ways, doesn't that suggest, okay, these could be, to use that overused word, controversial, I mean, doesn't it already send a message that, the, you know, that there's something that we need to talk about? Yes, it, it absolutely says, let's, let's talk about this. And, and, and what we do with that talk, we will have to see. But 
yes, our methodology was if, if there are issues of white supremacy, the, the uh, uh, false narratives, uh, especially our, our founding narrative and how uh, American Indians have been um, placed within these monuments. It, it's, these are all part of the methodology of bringing these forward. But what we do with this, there's, there's myriad, myriad um, paths forward. Yeah, I, I can understand that. And if either of the other ones of you want to want to address this, uh, because in some ways you're, you're kind of the very fact that the news stories about that list sparked the response that you're getting suggests that you're you guys are walking on eggshells here. Uh, Jennifer Scott. <laughs> yes, um, I think to your question about controversy on the committee, um, even if we disagree on specific monuments, I think we're all united in um, the project offering an opportunity uh, to begin wrestling with history. I think everyone knows that there's history that needs to be faced and wrestled with. And so there's a kind of unifier there where people are uh, willing to look at that and address it, even though we don't know what the outcomes are yet. Um, but just opening it up to conversation is a big step. But these are, and Bonnie McDonald, these, are, uh, these can be very uncomfortable conversations, even among yourselves, but going public takes it to another level. It, it does take it to another level, Craig, but it's an, a necessary step because these 31 people, although we believe that we represent the, the, you know, the expertise and um, the perspectives that we bring to, um, you know, to the knowledge base that we need to be discussing the rec recommendations, we can't make those without the public. You know, we, we don't represent everyone in the public and we know that. Uh, so we need to go out and talk with people. And the, the response that we've received so far is indicative of how interested people are in this conversation about memorialization, about history, uh, about the, the narratives and messages that, you know, that are you know, emblematic uh, of the, the pieces that we choose to put in our public space. Uh, I, I wanted to comment on the, you know, the, the way that you framed this, this controversy and how the media has portrayed it so far, because the, um, this is not a condemnation of history, nor is it, is it a condemnation of the, the pieces themselves. It's a conversation. And that's a really important item to note that this is the beginning of a conversation with the, the public about what we want in our public space and what stories we're telling. And are we telling the full story of the, the city of Chicago about our narratives as people who live here together? Um, so I, I just wanted to say that that's been something I've noticed is, is that the, of course the media has picked up on the idea of removal, but almost positioned this as a project of removal and it is not. Uh, it is really a conversation about these works, um, learning about them, learning about the stories that they do or don't tell, and then identifying what we as a public want to, um, you know, what we want to portray, but also what new work do we want to bring into our space too that's missing in, in our public space. And, and you know, you're, you're bringing up something that I do want to hear uh, all of you on because it's something, in fact, that I was going to bring up a little later, but, but uh, Bonnie, you've uh, opened the door to it. And that is 
something other than removal because I have heard arguments that, for example, uh, let's say uh, Civil War era monuments, some people saying what we need to do is to put it in context. In other words, something else needs to be next to that, uh, that monument, maybe another piece of art or an explanation or something, which, you know, the argument the other way is that's not what the artist intended. But is that something that also is on the table for the kinds of ways you can respond to this? And, and this is a jump ball. Anybody can go for it. Oh, yes. I, 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 this, this is not just about subtraction. It's about addition. Um, it's about what, what will be the new monuments, what, what is missing that is not represented, or how can we provide a, a new uh, contextualization to what, what we're looking at? Is, is it a URL code? Is it a new plaque? Is it a new work that now speaks in, in proximity to a work? There's, there's myriad pathways forward about how we as a city um, how our monuments and how our public art speak to us. And we're very much about what needs to be um, added. Um, and and there, there will be great new additions to our public art. I, I think one of the exciting parts about that too is we don't know what's possible yet. And so um, this is an opportunity in this project to go to the public again, to see what's possible and what the artist call, the, uh, the call for our communities and artists to come up with new ideas for new monuments and also new ways of thinking about monuments. Um, we don't know what that's gonna yield yet. That could open up a lot of new ways, uh, new ways forward for us to think about all of this work. I, you know, Jennifer brought up such a great point about our project that's a little different than others around the nation. And, and that is our engagement of artists in this project, which is what many of us find exciting, the idea of discussing the, the concept of uh, monumentality and memorialization with artists, uh, contemporary artists, and asking them what they see as the future of public space. Uh, that's part of our, our speaker series and our public programming that we're offering out to, you know, to the, the citizens of Chicago, to people really all over the country and all over the world um, can participate in the speaker series where we're exploring these ideas that we're talking about here together. And they, you know, the artists have, uh, you know, such a, you know, such a wealth of creativity, obviously, and um, you know, different perspectives to bring to the table to have that conversation. Um, and it's been a little different, you know, here in Chicago, we're really proud about that fact. And um, not too many of the others we've studied around the country have really deeply engaged artists in this conversation. I mean, this conversation is happening all across the country. Uh, you know, it, it is not just one we're having in Chicago and we're proud to be a part of that conversation. You're listening to News Radio 780's At Issue. I'm Craig Delamore, and we are talking about the history and the future of monuments in Chicago. My guests are the co-chairs of the Chicago Monuments Project Board, Mark Kelly, Commissioner of Chicago's Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events, Bonnie McDonald, Donald, President of Landmarks Illinois, and Jennifer Scott, the former director of the Jane Addams Hull House Museum. And let's talk about that public engagement phase, because that is... <laughs> the other very different thing that's going to be happening. Uh, and give us an idea. Of, I mean, you started to talk about that there are speeches and things like that, but how does this move from this point where you have the 
the things that you want to talk about now, how does the discussion move forward? I'm, I'm happy to, to jump off and then invite, of course, Jennifer and Mark to join that the, we, we truly want to make this process as accessible as possible to anyone who wants to be involved. And so we developed a series of three uh, public engagement components. Um, so the first is a speaker series where we can bring those concepts that we're discussing here in this interview to a broader public uh, talking about memorialization, you know, talking about uh, the histories that are being discussed with these monuments, uh, new ideas about artwork that can be created, and also some possibilities around treatments as well. So you can go to, let me correct, earlier um, I, I wanted to make sure I gave the correct URL, so it's chicagomonuments.org. Uh, so we want to make sure that people um, know that they can go to chicagomonuments.org and find the dates for these. The second component, in addition to the, the speaker series, is that uh, we are at, um, actually asking groups around the city to host their own conversations. You know, we don't have to be uh, at the lead of all these conversations. We want these to happen organically as well. So organizations that are listening today can go to the website and actually submit their ideas to host their own public engagement programs. Uh, and then third, we have drop-in meetings, essentially office hours uh, for the committee members um, and people can sign up and, and just ask their questions of us as well. And we hope that really makes this uh, possible for anybody who wants to engage to uh, give us their feedback. Jennifer, uh, having the public offer their ideas um, but, and I think what you're gonna, you will also probably get a lot of reactions to what could be, uh, how does that blend into this? You know, people who are worried, am I not going to see a monument that I wanna see? Witness the people who are pushing for uh, uh, Jean-Baptiste Pont de Sable, uh, or am I gonna have to keep seeing something that I don't wanna see? How, how do they, their ideas fit into this? Well, we want that. We want to invite as many ideas as possible because one of the goals is to learn as much as we can about how people feel about these public artworks. And like I was saying, what, what's possible. So um, everybody's views are welcome and we're hoping that people really listen to that invitation and really participate. As a public historian, uh, it's, that's a very exciting part of this project for me um, for someone who believes that history is very participatory, to see not just options to participate in, in thinking about history and raising questions, but also, um, uh, you know, being able to freely share what you think about these things in, in, in a way that can make a difference, a real difference, and to feel that you're actively engaging and to have all sorts of different formats to do so. So um, there's a place for everybody's view and everybody's opinion. And even if people disagree, we wanna hear it all because we would like to learn, but we also would like people to co-learn and learn from one another uh, what we're all thinking and, and what we would like. Mark Kelly, uh, this is still taking place in a time when the political atmosphere has revolved around all of this so that you do have people who see it as part of a culture war. Um, how much do you either worry about or are prepared for the political aspect of this kind of thing, where there are just some people who are 
absolutely resistant to any changes and some other people who are absolutely demanding that things be changed. Well, hence the conflict. Um, but um, to, to Jennifer's point, what, what, we, what we want going forward is whatever monu monuments live in the city are, are steeped in, in, in uh, historic narratives and not, and not in ideal, idealized narratives. And so that's a worthy goal to, we, need, we as, as citizens need to know our history and all of it, which includes all of the complex and conflicted parts of it and not just a simple idealized um, understanding. And that's, that's a difficult conversation in, in any culture, um, truth telling. We, we, we're, we're, in the end, this, this is about um, truth telling, about how, how our country was formed, uh, good and bad, how, how this city was formed, and then how we represent um, the story of, of this city in, in its public art. And, and we have challenges, and, and we, we, have to, we have to be up to those challenges. If, if, if it was easy, then, um, you know, we, we, it would be a different, nothing like this could, could possibly be easy. And so we just have to help everyone and have a respectful conversation as, as we grapple with these issues. It, it seems to me that um, it's not just the history that comes into play here, but also the context. And while I hesitate to bring up uh, Christopher Columbus, it, it, it's a perfect example because it's not necessarily about the history, it's about how people, the, pr the prism through which people view the history. I mean, Columbus, some people see memorials to Christopher Columbus as symbols of, uh, you know, colonization and exploitation of indigenous people, something that can't really be laid at his feet, but, but certainly followed. But then others see Christopher Columbus as a celebration of Italian culture. And so that you're not just dealing with the, the person the monument's about, but what it has come to symbolize, and how do you separate those things as you decide what we do with these monuments in our midst? Yeah, Craig, Jennifer used a great word, co-learning, that this, this is a process to identify the, the many stories about history that have or haven't been told, and for us to learn together, because I do think that the example that you bring up identifies what some people may or may not know about Christopher Columbus and what people believe or don't believe. So the public engagement process, we, you know, we, we are emphasizing that, but it is uh, tremendously important and foundational to the future recommendations that, that our committee is uh, charged to make. And that is why the listening is so vital for us to make sure that we've, we've heard from not only historians, but um, to those who have a cultural connection um, to places as well. And we can take all of that into consideration as, you know, as we opt to evaluate what the future is going to be for these monuments. What should people now, and do? Just to, oh, no, to go ahead. Go ahead, Craig, A little more on, on, on the Columbus statue. So, so we had a stakeholders uh, meeting with uh, a number of leaders of the Italian American community, and, and it was it was a difficult conversation, and, and and many individuals speaking to how important Columbus is to them. But there was some common ground in that meeting because um, we, we we all understood the 
the record of, of Italian Americans as immigrants to this to this country that the largest lynching in the history of the country was of Sicilians in New Orleans, um, and 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 that we all agreed that Italian Americans their journey um, needs to be represented. So there's there, there's lots of differences, lots of conflict, but but there are uh, places where we come together with common agreements. What should people do if they want to learn more about this and directly participate in this dialogue? And, and also give me a time frame for, for how long you're going to be doing this. I think Bonnie, Bonnie laid it out so well. I mean, if first go to the website, <laughs> start there, chicagomonuments.org. Um, you'll see a tab that says clearly participate. And then it will open up to a myriad of options where you can join a one-on-one -on -one drop in session. You can participate. Uh, you'll get to know about upcoming uh, larger sort of webinar educational programs. You'll learn about a roster of community events. You can apply to host one and try to get funding for your organization or effort. Um, you can also uh, uh, respond to the artist call that's there as well. Uh, this is all happening rapidly over the next few months. Uh, we would like to get our recommendations um, uh, formed, you know, as we move in, in and out of the spring for sure. And what's the deadline for the artist call? Because I, I know you, I mean, you're, you're asking artists to submit their ideas for, for new, new monuments. April 1st right. is the uh, application deadline. Um, has, has anything about this process surprised you? Craig, I was going to contribute that. I've, I've certainly been watching the comments that are being uh, made on social media about the project. And I wanted to raise that it is wonderful to see other monuments that people are identifying for us that they see as problematic. And the, for example, the Stephen Douglas monument has been brought up in the city and we've been asked in that public way, why is this not a part of your process? And I think once again, this is why talking to, talking to the public is vital. Um, I, this is an opportunity though, to tell your listeners that we, uh, you know, our charge is to work with the city of Chicago's collection, you know, what they are, uh, what they own and what they're in charge of. And um, there are monuments I'm sure that people will raise that are outside of our purview because it, the city does not own them. Uh, they belong to the state, they belong to private individuals, but this is such a great opportunity for this conversation to also inform others outside of the, the city, um, the state of Illinois, for example, or um, private, you know, private individuals, uh, private um, companies like, like the removal yesterday of the American Medical Association's um, a founders monument and how we're seeing this conversation happening um, not only at the municipal level but uh, I think you know across the board. And that is going to be the final word although I'll let the actual final word be reminding you that the uh, website is chicagomonuments.org so that once again that's chicagomonuments.org and I do want to thank all three of you for, uh, for doing this. It's Mark Cal Kelly of DCASE Bonnie McDonald of Landmarks, Illinois, and Jennifer Scott, formerly of the Jane Addams Hull House Museum. 
to our listeners, if you would like a copy of this program or to hear it again, please visit our website at WBBMnewsradio.com. There should be a link at the bottom of the homepage. You can also find our podcasts on radio.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of At Issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.